Hey, how are you doing? We're Ren Collective. We're excited to worship with you. We're excited to celebrate the freedom that we have in Jesus. We're excited to be here on behalf of CAP. You know, uh, we have some stories in our lives from uh, even Steve's mom has actually worked with CAP before and been released from poverty in Jesus' name. We love the work that they do and we're excited about the work that Jesus does and we're going to celebrate that. He cancels our debts, he forgives our sins and he's worth celebrating today. Oh, the will be my day of victory my chains are gone now i am free indeed every debt is paid by amazing grace all that's left is to celebrate your love has won i'm free indeed my jubilee has come let's go have a story of grace we have an anthem of hope we have a reason to praise we are redeemed and restored you are the great liberator you ransomed us from our shame now by the blood of the savior everything broken will
build your kingdom here. Let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hand. Heal our streets and land. Set your church on fire. Win this nation back. Change the atmosphere. Build your kingdom here, we pray. All right, here we go. Come say your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us, we pray. Unveil why we're made. Come set our hearts ablaze with hope like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come invade us now. your church and we need your power alright let's go we seek your kingdom first we hunger and we thirst refuse to waste our lives for your our joy and pride to see the captive hearts release the hurt the sick the poor at peace
Hello and welcome. I'm Emma from Christians Against Poverty, the UK's largest Christian debt and poverty charity. Thank you for joining me today. I'm sure, like us, you're deeply concerned as the economic tsunami of COVID-19 begins to hit us across the UK. Just last month, a young couple contacted our helpline. They just had their second daughter during lockdown and they received the news that they were dreading both their jobs on a redundancy list, worried about how they would make ends meet and the debts starting to rise. Perhaps you have family or friends in that situation whose jobs are threatened, who feel uncertain, hopeless for the future. For many people, it's as if the clock has stopped at 10 to midnight in the dark and dead of night and they have no idea when morning is going to come. Today, I want to talk to you about hope, hope in the darkness. We're going to look at what God has done in the past and what he's doing now through ordinary people just like you and me to bring hope. I'm going to introduce you to an amazing lady called Sharon. You do not want to miss her story as she shows us what it looks like to have eternal hope come flooding in to her life and the darkest of situations. During his time on earth, Jesus was all about hope, especially for those on the margins of society. As he began his ministry, he described his mission through the words of the prophet Isaiah on the scroll that he read in the temple. We read these words in Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. You can hear the hope in those words, can't you? Good news, recovery of sight, setting people free, the year of the Lord's favour, freedom, hope. Jesus clearly articulates his manifesto through these words. And as we read the Gospels, we know that this is exactly what he does with his time here on earth. It's what he called his followers to do. And it's what he still calls his followers to do. You and me to be hope and light in the darkest of places. 200 years after Jesus read those words, the early church faced its own pandemic crisis, the plague of Cyprian. This ravaged the Roman Empire. And just like today, people were scared. People lacked enough basic provision. People were sick and died. It was a very dark time. The fledgling Christian communities had a choice to make in those moments. What did it look like to bring hope? What were they going to do? What they did was so radical, so powerful. Historians suggest that it's responsible for the explosion of Christianity across the Roman Empire. But what they did wasn't complicated. They did exactly what Jesus called them to do, to be good news, to be hope. They started reaching out, caring for the sick, providing them with food, giving sacrificially of their time and their money. You see, it was the followers of Jesus who rose up 
and rather being than being overwhelmed with what they saw, step away from it, they absolutely stepped towards it and began to offer help and hope and light into those situations. It was the practical support and the good news of the gospel together that they brought. And as the Christians noticed the poorest, the world noticed them. The growth in Jesus' followers from this point in time onwards was vast and Christianity began to spread. And here we are today, facing another pandemic. Yet again, people are scared, lonely, isolated. They don't have enough basic provision. People in your town, perhaps people on your street, people without hope. Here at CAP, we've been providing our in-depth debt help service for almost 25 years. We know the hopelessness that debt and poverty wreaks on people's lives. The combination of our central debt teams and the compassionate, caring church partners come together to bring workable debt solutions for people, but they also bring friendship, support and care that's just so needed by so many people. Through our work, we see almost 2,000 families go debt-free every year. We see many hundreds of people explore the true meaning of Jesus's love for them. And we also work to deal and help people tackle the true causes of poverty, joblessness, life-damaging habits, life on a low income. We help people to set goals and reach them. Our research paper, Life During Lockdown, found that the pandemic has been a harder experience for those already living in poverty. One in five clients had no internet access at home, robbing them of vital connection to loved ones or access to essential services like benefits. Seven in 10 clients already felt lonely or socially isolated before lockdown began. Like the story of a single mum of four children in a high-rise flat at the height of the pandemic. No outside space, no internet provision. Struggling to put food on the table, her debts were mounting. Can you imagine the stress and anxiety of that situation? The fear, the darkness. What if, in the months and years to come, the local church was known as the place to get help? What if the local church was known as the place where the dawn of hope and light could come flooding into people's lives again? This is the vision at the heart of CAP. A vision that says practical support and the love of Jesus go hand in hand. A vision that says the local church is the hope that society needs. A vision that says hope to a world in darkness is you. You, you have the opportunity from your home right now to bring hope into somebody's life. What does that hope look like? Let me introduce you to Sharon and she can tell us something of her story. Back in the past when I was all on my own, I mean, I thought that there was never any hope and it was always dark. I never thought like 
God would ever be able to use someone like me. Even though, like, things that's happened to me, it still felt like God had his hand on me. Through the situations that I've been in. So, to me, that's always been my dark side of my life. It's, yeah, sometimes it catches up with me, but now it seems like now I'm living in a brighter, more bigger, more colourful life. So to me, it is like night and day. My ex-partner wouldn't let me have any money, so that's the reason why I had to take out loans, and he was taking out loans in my name as well, so... Yeah, it was all down to me. That's how I started to get myself in trouble. It was because I had seven kids. That's one of the reasons back then how I didn't, why I couldn't do work because I was either pregnant or they was all still little and I couldn't work. And I felt I was stupid anyway because he used to tell me I was stupid, I was fat, I was ugly. Um, and he used to manipulate me like that so I was underneath his control until I used to run away for a little while, go into a hostel. And they only used to turn up outside the hostels and the hostels couldn't have the other women in there frightened and I had to go back to him. I had nowhere to go with the seven kids, so... And then that's when I started to get like a um, um, private place to live in. And then, um, of course, as soon as I got that, that's when the letters started coming. Um, Letitia actually answered the door to the bailiffs and they come into the house. I hid in the bedroom, on the bedroom floor, curled up in the corner while they was actually taking my stuff out the house. So hard for me to actually see that happen and they were saying, mummy, help us. These men are taking our stuff. I was saying to them, you can take the washing machine, you can take that, but just can you leave the kids stuff alone? They wouldn't. Sorry. I hate going back there. I didn't want to live no more. How am I going to get out of this situation? And then I met this lovely lady called Esther. She was amazing, absolutely amazing. And um, I started telling her bits about my story of my life and stuff like that. And she said, oh, I can help you. This come through today. She goes, I'm meant to help with your debts and there's not a cost. It's done by charity. I was like, what? So, no, that, that can't be true. So she goes, right, I'm going to put your name forward. But it seemed like it just happened just like that. It happened in weeks. I was like, wow, and I had my first appointment and Catherine, when she come in, she could see there was no lights in the sitting room. The curtains was closed. I had three bags of the um, uh, Shop for Life bags and big bags. I had three of them full of letters that's not even been opened. And, uh, and, Carol, and Carol and Catherine said, don't worry, we're sort through. And then um, just before they was leaving, they said, can we pray with you? I've never prayed before in my life, never. And the warmth that come off of them too and they was praying for me was unbelievable. The only thing I could do was curl up and cry because I just felt like, wow, what has just happened to me? The whole, I just felt so warm and I felt like how much 
they actually cared for me. They gave me all the options, they gave me everything. Every inch of the way, they was just in contact with me. Catherine was in contact with me, telling me what was going on, everything. I was constantly, I was constantly with her, like she didn't leave me. She didn't leave my side, or did Carol. I've been debt free now for about, it's about just over six years, and, and them six years has been the best, I've got to say the best time of my life because I've got family, I've got friends, I've got all sorts of stuff now and I've actually got a life. I'm, I'm, I'm walking my life with God and yeah, yeah, it's amazing. What a story. What a story of hope and transformation. Sharon's story reminds me that hope can triumph in even the darkest of situations, that like she describes, a more colourful, brighter life is available. John Kirkby, the founder of CAP, knows firsthand the darkness of debt and poverty. And from that, him and his wife Lizzie began CAP in their bedroom office. Now, almost 25 years later, it's a national movement made up of partnership with nearly 600 churches, people just like you and me, ready to bring life-transforming hope to over 20,000 people every year. A movement that's ready for such a time as this. In the months and years to come, the local church, that's you and me, we're going to be needed like we've never seen before in our lifetime. Demand for our services at CAP was rising before the pandemic hit. But right now, we are preparing for a significant increase in demand for help. Between March and August this year, the number of people claiming out-of-work benefits rose by 1.4 million that's 1.4 million people who've seen their incomes plummet, their livelihoods taken away, debts start to rise. Perhaps that's you. If it is, please note down or take a photograph of our free phone number that's now on the screen. Please call us and let us talk to you and see if we can help you. As followers of Jesus, we must act now. Just like the early church, each of us must rise up and come together and be what our nation needs, practical support and the good news of Jesus. We're only able to help people like Sharon because people like you choose to give the gift of hope through your donations. We might all be spread at home. We might never meet but CAP is a picture of the extraordinary things that God can do when his people come together. So far in 2020, over 34,000 households have chosen to give a donation to the work of CAP. That's meant that so far we've seen 1,618 families go debt-free this year. Families have light in the darkness. If you're one of those households, thank you. Thank you so much. Your giving has transformed lives. But we know there are countless more precious people like Sharon who are still trapped in the darkness. People who are missing meals daily, 
people going without gas and electric, people who are dreading the cold, dark winter months. And so I want to ask you, will you give the gift of £12 today? Your gift of £12 could help the next person like Sharon that contacts us for help. That could be somebody in your town, someone watching this service right now. Your gift of £12 could enable us to answer that call and help that person to begin their journey, begin to be the glimmer of hope in an otherwise dark sky. To give that gift of hope right now, go to capuk.org forward slash Sharon on your laptop, mobile or tablet. Today, you can be the dawn of hope for someone trapped in the darkest of nights. We'll take a few minutes of reflection to let you do this. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In the darkness I'll dance, in the shadows I'll sing. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Here we go. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In the darkness I'll dance, in the shadows I'll sing. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah. tears may fall, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. Though my heart may fail, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. While there's breath in my lungs, I will praise you, Lord. In the dead of night, I'll lift my eyes, I'll lift my eyes to you. Though the waters rise, I'll lift my eyes, I'll lift my eyes to you. While there's hope in this heart, I will praise you, Lord. There is sin for joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In the darkness I'll dance, in the shadows I'll sing. The joy of the Lord is my strength. When I cannot see my eyes let faith arise to you though i cannot feel your hand in mine let faith arise to you god of mercy and love i will praise you lord i will worship you lord i just shine with glory lord of life feel alive with you in your presence now i come alive yeah i'm alive with you there is strength when i say it Straight. 
When sorrow comes my way You are the shield around me Always you remain My courage in the fight I hear you call my name Jesus I am coming Walking on the waves Reaching for your light The joy of the Lord is my strength The joy of the Lord is my strength In the darkness I'll dance In the shadows I'll sing it The joy of the Lord is my strength You know, we're choosing joy. We're choosing celebration right here and right now. Father, just open our eyes up to the wonder of who you are, what you're doing in our midst right now. Because even in the darkness, you're working. Even in the sorrows, you're working. You're working all things for good. And your joy is our strength. Here we go. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. As our time together comes to an end, let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for Sharon and the incredible transformation in her life. We ask for continued protection over her and her family and that she would feel your presence, Jesus, even in the difficult moments. We thank you, God, for the calling and passion of her local church. Thank you, God, that they were able to be a beacon of light and hope to Sharon and to the others that they are working with. Lord, we thank you for each and every person watching this service. Thank you that they are your hands and feet here on earth. We thank you, God, for every action taken after watching this service, every pound donated. And we ask that they would change lives In your mighty name, Jesus. My gracious Lord God, an eternal Father in heaven, you are the God who is abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. It says in your word that the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds. So we pray, Lord, for those people that have lost loved ones, during this pandemic, Lord, those people who've lost businesses, livelihoods, who are worried about their jobs. Father, we ask that you would cover them with your love and peace, reminding them they are not alone, that there is light in the darkness and a way forward. We hear so much about spikes and social distancing that we can become immune to what it really means, how it affects real lives like mine and those around me. And Lord, for those that are tasked with leadership in this time, we want to pray, Lord, for wisdom, for integrity, for courage for each of them, Lord, as they make decisions. We pray that you would guide them and you would be their strength. And Lord, your light is more needed in our land than ever before. So raise up Cap like an army. 
stir our hearts to reach out to our communities with your comfort and your hope. Lead us to those who need you and draw, the, draw them to you that they may know your transforming power and love. Would you equip your church to bring the light of the gospel into these families and be gracious to them? And that you will make a new way for them through this difficult time. Help us, Lord, to be the agents of your love and the agents of change. Please give me the eyes to see, the will and the ability to help, bringing the love of Jesus with me so that you can touch lives and make a difference. And Father, we pray that they will be prompted to come and ask for help. We thank you, Lord, for CAP and its reputation that you have helped us to build. And we ask you now to strengthen us and renew our vision as we move forward to increase our capacity. May they discover life and life in all its fullness in Jesus. May they be set free and know forgiveness, salvation and eternal life. In Jesus' name, Amen.